welcome back. And could you wave to me so I know you're connected and I'm hearing you? Wonderful. Thank you very much. You know, it is a little strange to be talking into a Zoom screen and everyone is so silent. So that's nice. So, um, So to a little bit repeat myself that the, in, the, in, in uh, many ways, the Buddha emphasized hundreds and hundreds of times in the surviving texts, the value of seeing the inconstancy of experience to see how it arises and passes, comes and goes, appears and disappears, uh, surges and recedes. And and it's a particular way of seeing that for it to to really, to to get the initial sense of how valuable it is, there needs to be enough quiet, stillness, and stability in the present moment to really see how the mind operates um, in uh, the subtlety of it all. And, um, uh, and so to get into the precision of the moment uh, is part of the uh, function to um, um, of this meditation practice the Buddha taught. It's not to find the cause, to get to the bottom of it all, to some core existential beginning of it all. But there is a way in which getting quieter and quieter in meditation brings to the forefront uh, where we are attached where there is compulsion and craving and where the desires that we have are part and parcel or this ouch of the, <clears throat> that uh, craving, <clears throat> a grasping. Um, these are all forms of um, dukkha. And to have the sensitivity to see when attachment, craving, holding on, clinging, there is a kind of pain in it, a kind of suffering in it. Rather than condemning, grasping, and craving as being wrong, and you shouldn't be doing that, something changes in the heart and the mind when we see that the desires we have, if they have ouch in them, it's kind of natural to not want to have continue with the ouch. If you're particularly quiet and peaceful, there's a heightened sensitivity to the impact of that ouch. And even things in ordinary life wouldn't be felt as ouch, wouldn't be experienced as being painful or stressful. As the mind gets quieter and quieter, it is seen that way. Oh, I don't, that's like, why would I go there? Why would I do that? Why would I pick it up? Why would I have a thorn in my toe as I walk? Of course you want to take it out. 
good ouch so if um so as the mind gets quieter and stiller there's a greater appreciation of how all the different flavors in which ouch can take but when we kind of take into account the ouch of craving of attachment and we're quiet and peaceful enough then it might be easier to imagine not picking it up maybe even letting it go letting it be and this begins to change the inner landscape because what we're doing is letting go of the reactivity and to whatever degree our mental states our moods our orientation our perception of the world is influenced by our our reactivity the chronic reactivity we live by as the reactivity lessens we see the world in a new way we see ourselves in a new way and it's not necessarily like now you see some great revelation you see the you know the fundamental truth of the universe or you see some cosmic consciousness or some you know something really dramatic it's not actually that dramatic in and of itself it's just seeing in more and more subtle ways the arising and passing of ouch of dukkha and and seeing that more and more can be kind of frightening because of the ways in which people are enchanted or enamored or committed to attachment to craving and this is why i think by the buddha talked about people being enchanted with dukkha it's a strange idea that anybody would be enchanted with it but i think that it's the enchantment with some it's a reactivity we're enchanted with the reactivity or the drive behind the reactivity enchanted with desires and wanting and sometimes the strong wanting and whatever we want or don't want we're very much focused on the object what we want what we don't want we don't we're not actually experiencing what it's like to be wanting and this is the turn this different perspective of dharma practice we want to see the impact of our inner mental behavior on ourselves we want to see the dukkha the ouch of how we're relating to things the ouch of the wanting of the craving of the resistance of the pushing away of the greed of the hatred and then there's there's no moralistic reason to let go of anything it's more pragmatic who wants to you know um step on a nail with their bare feet now you don't do that it's you, you take your hand off a hot stove it has that kind of simplicity to it this movement of practice as the mind gets more and more sensitive and quiet it's the wisdom that can arise from a deeply still and quiet mind so we'll do another meditation and uh this one will be sh- relatively short so maybe you can have a little bit more patience with uh, the extra part of the exercise and the exercise
is to notice how in the moment to moment, if you're tracking moment to moment, you're really there, how aspects of your experience you're having in the moment ends, stops coming into awareness. You're no longer aware of it. It might come back a second later or a minute later, but notice the passing of it, that it's not there for a moment. Maybe because you're distracted, maybe because your attention shifts to something else. Maybe because it is fleeting and it comes and goes in and of itself. But just notice whatever you can notice of what passes away in your experience, what stops and fades away is there, but then it's not there anymore. That's the exercise. So taking a posture, meditation posture. And I'll let you settle in quietly on your own in silence.
And even in the sensations of breathing, you can be aware of how sensations come and they go. Individual little sensations that build up the experience of breathing appear, disappear. See if you can just tune into the all the little sensations and of breathing that are fleeting, inconstant. Maybe repeating themselves with each breath. Settling back in a sense to be aware of whatever comes and goes in awareness. Whatever way awareness takes in new experiences in the moment. Allow and notice the things that come and go fleetingly. Sounds, sensations, maybe thoughts. They're known and then not known. They appear and they disappear. Notice that part of your your experience, which is inconstant.
if whatever part of your experience that comes and goes, that appears and disappears, that is known and then not known, if that is all like a river flowing through you, flowing, see if you can rest, float in that river of change. Or as if you're on the edge of a river watching the 
river flow by. Imagine you're resting against an easy chair, an easy chair, watching the flow, watching the river of change of what comes in the present moment into awareness and disappears in the moment-to-moment, instant-to-instant way in which the present flows by.
think as many of you might know that I'm fond of the teaching that mindfulness of breathing works when it doesn't work. Mindfulness of breathing, when it's not working, it also works. And, and, and what I mean by that is that what we want to do in this insight practice is really to see what's going on. And if uh, you're not able to stay with the breathing, then you can see what makes it difficult. You see what else you're doing. And having that uh, regularity of breathing in and breathing out as a reference point, uh, you'll have a better way of noticing how often you get caught in thought than if you went about your day caught in thought, not even noticing, not even knowing you're thinking. You won't notice how often you're caught. But with the breath as a reference, you'll see you know, more, more often than not, maybe, oh, look, there I went, there I lost the breath that was involved. And just seeing that non-reactively is a very important part of this practice. As we settle down and quiet enough to just stay with the simplicity of the moment, the coming and going of the moment, then that also works as a reference point to notice the ways that when we leave that, we're usually caught in something. And it, we start seeing more subtle ways in which we get caught than simply big thoughts that take us away from the breathing. And so we start to kind of see the reactivity, see the way we get caught, how we construct, how we get involved in thoughts. And we get an experience also <clears throat> of how simple we can be. The simple moment-to-moment -moment arising of and passing of sensations, thoughts, feelings, and all that begin happening independent of reactivity, independent of the ways in which we construct our sense of self, and the idea that this is even the idea that this is happening to me begins to fade away. It's just sensations coming and going, just breathing happening on its own. There's no need to add the idea, I'm the one who's breathing. If there is some kind of ouch, it's extra to have the thought, oh, I'm really having a lot of ouch today. It's innocent enough to have those thoughts but you can start seeing how those thoughts are beginning to take you away from the experience, separate you from it. And we wanna just stay close in, close in to it. And, and then with the closer we can be in the moment, the more we see the subtle ways that we react, uh, have desires, have aversions, all this little thing going on. And I think this is one of the uh, great potentials of insight meditation is start seeing how subtle the reactive mind can be moment by moment. And it isn't the fact that it's subtle doesn't mean that it's minor. We start seeing two things. We start seeing some of the deepest kinds of attachments that we have that only show themselves when we're that kind of quiet. And it also what it shows us is that there is an alternative to being caught, to being caught up in something. And that alternative is wonderful. That alternative, you can feel that, that when you feel caught in something and then return to the present moment without being caught and the ending of caught 
is a kind of ah, oh, that's good. I was hurting, I was, there was suffering, there was an ouch in being preoccupied. I'm the one who's experiencing my physical pain in my knee. And when I have I and the one who's having it, I can feel a little tightness and contraction somewhere as being the, the experiencer. And when I kind of stop that kind of idea, operating actively in my mind, there's an ah, ah, I don't need to be the one who's experiencing. I don't need to be the good meditator. I don't need to say I'm a bad meditator. Ah, how good to drop these things, these ideas. Ah, so this seeing the cessation, seeing the ending of reactivity um, is a kind of ah experience. There's the ouch and there's the ah. And so one of the things to do as we continue with this, these Four Noble Truths is to start to appreciate the ah, the goodness, the rightness, the kind of pleasure of sorts when certain things cease, are no longer there. Ah, that's good. And if we're living in the generalities of things, it can seem like we're suffering all the time, nonstop, 24-7. But if we live in the particularities of the moment, the particular experiences of the moment coming and going, we just start discovering there are moments where we're not suffering. It might not be dramatic, but certain kinds of reactivity, certain kinds of being for and against experience, certain kind of compulsive desires, stop briefly. And if you could see that, that or notice that, that it's no longer there, take a moment, an instant at least, to go, ah, that's good. It was an ouch, and that ouch is gone. That's good. Ah. I hope this makes some sense. So if um, we're going to take now uh, just about 20 minutes for a walking period or some contemplative time, not just sitting here, and uh, you might during this time uh, try to be slow enough in your activities be, 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 go at the speed of what you're doing, whatever you're doing in a relaxed, quiet way if you can. And see if you can notice some of the ceasing, some of the ending of reactivity, some of the ending of ouch. And ah, could you be you're sitting for a while now and your knees aching. You can't wait for me to stop talking. And so I stopped talking and that's an cessation and ah, finally. And then you stand up and it releases the pain in your knee, ah. And then you're worried about, can you do the next sitting? But as you walk down your hallway, you don't have that thought again for a moment or two. That, 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 that thought, you know, can I make it through the next sitting was kind of a little ouch, but it stopped when I reached for the doorknob, ah. So I hope you get the idea. So we'll start in here at um, in 20 minutes on the half an hour. And may you have lots of cessations, lots of endings during this 20 minutes that you can say ah to. <laughs>